0: Hey guys, welcome to the Men of Iron podcast. This is Garrett Barbush here and this next series of podcasts is a little bittersweet because as some of you may have already uh, found out, this will be the last couple of weeks here at Men of Iron for me. I have made Uh, a decision to move on from Men of Iron and to pursue a new assignment that my wife and I feel uh, is in front of me and uh, our family. And it's been a difficult journey to kind of walk through because I love Men of Iron. (laughs) I love Men of Iron. I love our mission. I'm passionate about our vision and have certainly spent the last 11 years of my life um, committed to something that I love And it's never easy leaving somewhere that you love and somewhere that has built uh, and developed me as a leader. And I am really, really grateful for, um, yeah, just everything that I've experienced here at Amen of Iron. And if you want to know more about that story, I can kind of point you in the right direction or feel free to reach out to our team. We've got communication uh, that we have been sending out and FAQs and all that good stuff about how all this played out. But it's all healthy and good, and I would expect nothing less from our team here at Men of Iron. Uh, It's been a journey, and it's been a wonderful journey, and I am really, really grateful. So the team thought it might be a good idea to kind of share these last couple of podcasts in regards to, um, some highlights, uh, maybe from my point of view and, and how do we take some of these highlights? Like what are the lessons that I've learned from these highlights over the last 11 years and how do we tie them into this topic of manhood and mentorship and accountability and spiritual growth? And so, I, if maybe there's a highlight out there that you're aware of, um, that you're like, man, I can't believe he didn't talk about that. It's not that I didn't think about it. It's more than likely, it was just very difficult to take 11 years and to cram it into, into two podcasts. But I want to start today in 2011. And this was really the start. Men of Iron had been around at this point for five years. And uh, my wife and I got a visit to our home from Brian Zemer, our founder and chairman of our board. And Brian shared the vision of men of iron. He shared what he felt like God wanted him to do with it and what God was going to do with the organization and with the mission and with the vision and simply asked a question of me. And that was, I would like you to come work for us full time and I'd like you to be our executive director and I'd like you to kind of lead this thing day to day. And I don't know what it could look like, but I I just have this feeling that God's going to do something miraculous. And so why do I share that as a highlight? Um, I share it as a highlight because I'm filled with gratitude um, as I think back to it. Because there was a man sitting across the table from a guy, from another man in his mid-20s, that's just newly married, just starting a family. And this more established, more experienced, more spiritually mature man took a chance on me. And I think it's a great lesson for mentorship because that's what great mentors do, right? Right great mentors go to bat for protégés. They, they see something in the protégé that the protégé doesn't always see in himself. And what resulted from all that was years and years and years of God's blessing and God's impact and men getting involved and families being uh, transformed, men individually being transformed, workplaces being transformed, all because one man took a chance On another man. And that's what great mentors do. It was 11 years of an opportunity to grow as a leader, right? To fail, to succeed, everything leaders go through. None of that happens unless Brian visits our home and believes in me. And it's such a great lesson to pull away from mentorship for mentorship and asking ourselves a question like, who do I need to go to bat for in my life? Like, who is that younger man that needs me to tell him what I see in him, who needs me to be the one to kind of pull something great out of him that he doesn't know necessarily how to find it himself. But that's a highlight. And I think that that's the lesson. It's not about me. It's not about Brian, but it's ultimately about this lesson of looking at men going to bat for another man, looking for ways to promote them into leadership so that God's kingdom wins and that God gets the glory. That's number one. I want to fast forward a bit into 2012. So we were maybe a little bit less than six months into the journey. Uh, we hosted this meeting in Mannheim, Pennsylvania at a train station uh, that is kind of set up now as an event venue and we hosted a meeting there we sent invites out to uh, leaders to influencers to churches to pastors and we didn't know what we were doing but we presented the vision of men of iron we presented about mentorship and how we wanted to partner with people and we wanted to get mentorships in the lives of men and basically we didn't know what we were doing but we were we were fired up we were passionate about it, right? We had a vision. Uh, we had a plan. We didn't know all the details. We didn't know necessarily how we were going to execute everything, but we communicated the vision. And from that, really the, the start of men of iron as an organization, it really, that was the catalyst because there were men there. And, uh, that partnered with us that day. There were mentors there that partnered with us. There were protégés there that day that partnered with us. There were church partners and pastors that partnered with us and said, yes, we want to link arms with you. We want to make mentorship become a reality in our church, in our community. And it really was the catalyst to a lot of significant growth from 2012 to 2014. And so why am I sharing that? I look back and like I said, we didn't know necessarily what we were doing, but we were excited and we shared the vision and And really the lesson in all of this is the significance of, um, supporting the enthusiasm of others, supporting the vision that God may give somebody else that he hasn't necessarily given you, but jumping on board as a support system. Because if those men there that day don't support us by saying, yes, I will be involved. Men of iron doesn't get off the ground and grow. It doesn't, it doesn't start. There's no catalyst. There's no foundation. There's, there's nowhere really to start running from. And I look back and I can remember very specifically certain men that were in that room sitting in certain seats. I can remember very vividly and I am forever grateful for those men that were there that said, yes, we're going to take a chance by partnering with you. We're going to support this enthusiasm, this passion, this vision that God has given you. And I think it's a lesson for all of us, right? For all of us is that when God gives somebody a vision Man, they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they're excited. And one of the worst things we can do is start to question that vision, to poke holes in that vision. We live in a very, very critical culture. And yet what I've found is that sometimes the greatest support system that we can be to other believers, to other men, is that when God gives them a vision, maybe we can't get involved in the day to day, but man, maybe we can get involved by supporting them financially. Maybe we can get involved by jumping on board and being part of their programs. Maybe we can just be involved by just being a prayer partner to them. But the bottom line is that day men of iron had maybe five years of a track record but it was just as something inside the walls of a church at that point, we didn't really have a track record as an organization. And yet there were people in that room that believed in us, that jumped on board, and they were really the foundation to a lot of growth over the next several years. And so I want to encourage all of us, when God gives somebody else a vision, man, look for ways to just supernaturally support and encourage that journey that they're on, because it can mean the world to whoever's going through that. The third thing I want to bring up is 2014. This was uh, a time of our first hire. His name was John Carpenter. Uh, Many of you that have been involved with Men of Iron for a lot of years might know John. But John was our first hire. I didn't necessarily have the money to pay John at the time. I remember meeting with him at a Panera Bread. He was working another job. And I said, hey, this is what it could look like. Are you on board? Could you do something? What could we do to make this work? And he said, sure, like, let's, let's make this work out. And I look back at that and and John is no longer an employee with Men of Iron, but here's what John is. John is now a generous donor. John has been on multiple equilibrium retreats. He's been part of multiple mentorships. Uh, He's been part of of multiple small groups. Uh, John is currently involved with Men of Iron as an executive protege. And he's still extremely close to our organization. He still cares about the organization. He still cares about the people in the organization. And he still consistently goes out of his way to make the organization one of his top priorities. And we're grateful for John's consistent advocacy of Men of Iron. And the lesson that I want to bring up here or that I think is, is valuable in this highlight is really the significance of consistency. Consistency. Because John would be maybe, <laughs> John, I'm, I'm going to bust your chops here a little bit on this podcast, but John would maybe be looked at as somebody that's not as consistent as some in this world. But I can tell you that John's consistency and his advocacy for men of iron has been top notch. And, and I think that We live in a culture, again, that is on to the next best thing, on to the next best organization, on to the next best idea, the next best opportunity, and yet there's so much power in consistency. And so you advocates that are out there, maybe listen to this, maybe you're a financial advocate to Men of Iron. Maybe you're uh, an advocate with your time. Maybe you serve as a mentor. Maybe you've been a protege. Maybe you volunteer at some of our events or uh, within our organization somewhere. But the bottom line is consistency is key in life. And I am forever grateful for these people that have been consistent through the years as advocates, because that more than anything, sometimes brings the most amount of encouragement is when people rally around the cause, around the mission, around the vision, and they don't go anywhere. You know that you can rely on them today, tomorrow, and the next day. And for that, I am super, super grateful. I want to go back to that same year in 2014. And we hosted uh, our very first fundraiser called the Breakout, and I am forever grateful for TJ and Brooke Musitas who took a chance on Men of Iron and really helped us establish our roots. Um, man, they took a chance on us. They created the Iron Sharpens Iron shirt, and and a lot of you know that story. I'm not going to get into all of it today, but I look at that story, and the lesson I take away is that there was a for-profit business that went out of their way to serve a nonprofit. And really, they had no strings attached. It was just like, hey, we love you guys. We love what you're doing. We're going to help you out. But what resulted in that was the Iron Sharp and Iron T-shirt going viral and being one of Walk in Love's top-selling shirts, I think still to this day. And TJ and I spoke at an event about this uh, at a chamber event one time where it was really like, hey, when a for-profit really does go out of their way to serve a nonprofit, it can actually go and benefit the for-profit more than they think. And, and that's exactly what happened. And I look back at the breakout, that, that event where we sold that shirt uh, online for several hours. There were pro athletes that bought it. Coach Tony Dunchy bought a shirt. Uh, it went viral, and it was amazing. But it all started because of a vision from, A, our first employee, John Carpenter, B, a, a willingness to work with us as from a, from a for-profit standpoint from TJ and Brooke, and then C, it took the community to rally around it to really support it. And really, really good things happen from there. so that's a major, major highlight. And I'm just, I look at the, the, the responsibility of the marketplace, uh, to support, uh, God's initiatives and what he has put on the hearts and the minds of his, of his people. And then the last thing for this episode is I want to go to 2015, the meeting of a gentleman by the name of Dave Zillig from Tampa, Florida, who caught our office. And there's a lot to this story and I don't have time to get into it today. But I, I'd, I met a man shortly thereafter who shared his vision for this thing called Equilibrium. And it was a retreat-based um, program, um, a group, if you will, mentorship, all kind of wrapped in one. And I watched this man, I heard this man sit across the table from me, tell me about how God had asked him to retire early and had entrusted him with this mission of mentoring younger men. And he had developed Equilibrium. And this was his baby. This was the passion, the vision that God had given him. And uh, before I knew it, years passed, and Dave had kind of gifted this equilibrium thing to Men of Iron and said, really, like, I think you guys can actually do more with it. I think you guys can make it better. And and you know the rest. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know all about Equilibrium, our Equilibrium Elite Retreats. If you don't, check out our website. But the bottom line is the, the importance of collaboration is, is really the lesson that I've learned here. And the importance of being willing to let go of the things that God has given us when it's time for the next generation to move it forward. Because at the end of the day, Dave Zillig equilibrium had a similar vision. It had a similar passion for men, for mentorship, for accountability. But the bottom line is we were just going about things a little bit differently, but we were willing to have the hard conversations around that table to say, Hey, how do we work together? And that is really what this is all about, right? That's what mentorship's all about is looking and sitting down and having hard conversations saying, Hey, how do we work together? We might be two different men, but how do we work together for the greater good of the kingdom? And so these are just a few highlights. I'm going to continue on from 2015 through 2023 over the next couple of episodes, but I just want to say thank you. And uh, this is going to be an incredible time of reflection and sharing Uh, the journey over the last 11 years and I look forward to the next episode we'll talk to you guys next time